0: Episode 232 of the Loud and Proud podcast. It's going to begin with a trivia question. When was the last time Loud won a Division 2 game? I'll have the answer at the end and a whole lot more. You're going to hear from Mickey Hart. You're going to hear their reactions. You're going to hear all the ins and outs of the game, the flow of the game, the usual. And also, I think I have 28 talking points from Loud's win. You're going to hear all that, trivia question, answer, and a whole lot more. From the Limerick Loud Talking Points podcast, but first, Oasis. And proud today. Oh, absolutely full um, um, hyper! Absolutely hyper! Um, I actually didn't. From doing the reports after the game, I'd be so busy, I don't hear what happened. So the latest I heard was Kildare were losing to Clare then I heard they were drawn and then I came out with R D later on and I found out that Kildare actually won so that's brilliant as well and Kildare ladies also lost as well Loud that's four in a row for K Henry's loud lady side K Flood the hero once again that's incredible four in a row they are have a chance of promotion to Division 2 next season which is some goal and really good stuff and fair play to we'll have to get a, a, look on, a look in and a chat and a sit down and find out how all that's going but getting back to Ardy <coughs> the hurlers are out next weekend as well but getting back to Ardy um, it, it wasn't a brilliant victory or anything but it's great to get off the mark just gives us a massive boost it um, it it was one of those those games where you're wondering what the team was going to be an opposition team we talked about that with Tom Clancy during the week and I have a good guest lined up for me to actually preview the Mead game, Key Ward, former player, we won't mention the four goals, but yeah, good analyst, good talker, he's coming on, he's agreed to come on, we're going to preview the Mead game which is next Sunday, the games are coming hot and heavy, nice and rapid, all of my team will be looking back and revisit the game, I have a game I really want to revisit as well, probably one of my best games as a loud supporter, <coughs> I think you all know that. But yeah, look, look at right. The, the team is saying Peter McStravick was named the goals, and uh, that was the big talk. Will Peach get in? Will he start? Um, and I kind of you would have heard from my team during the week that um, I would have wanted McStravick to start because it probably would have been just as big a risk to bring in Peach for this game as it would have been starting McStravick in the first game against Derry. So. Look, that that'll that'll will be more developed further in the talking points, um, his performance and what have you. But Dan Corkin right full, Peter Lynch full back and Don McKinney left full. Peter Lynch started because Dermot Campbell was out injured. Um, so there was two changes from the last. And Liam Jackson was also out injured, which meant um, Anthony Williams came to the side after a two-year absence. Um, Cole McKeever was right half, nice sharky, centre half, Leonard Grey left half, switched over to the flanks. The fielder man, Conor Early was in the middle of the field with Kieran Murphy from the Pats. Anthony Williams played a more attacking role, dropping deep. Kieran Downey was on the 40, Tom Jackson was on the left wing. Um, Conor Grimes inside of Darren McConnell and Samuel Wright kind of floating between the two lines. That's how he started. Um, and it was point for point at the start. It was kind of like... ah. Uh, both teams eyeing each other up for the first win of the season it was slow it was it was kind of like feeling each other out one we be overly cautious it was proverbial four-pointer as they say um but it was slack we were a wee bit hesitant so we were and um, sam nibbled on two goal chances but um, it was Colby McSweeney, a good player. He came in and he opened the score from long range. And then we went to create numerous chances again. And actually, Nile Sharkey had the ball in the net, but it was disallowed um, for a square ball. I had to check that rule. I thought it was a touch before. I would have definitely was a touch beforehand from Anthony Williams. Um, so I, I presume that I thought that means it's cancelled. I think Sam laid the ball across. But yeah, we were still kind of reeling from that. We we're, were losing our focus, and they didn't. Uh, Hugh Burke landed a if we brace the points. We talked about him with Tom Clancy as well, along with Downs, who's an exceptional midfielder. Keane Sheehan as well. They pushed they went back into three point lead themselves after that goal scare. Then it looked to be getting better. Um, with Darren McConnell, like it looked better for Larry kind of releasing the valve when you kind of thought, oh, we're under serious pressure here. McConnell goes in, in the run, opens up the legs, hits the upright, I don't know how he did, hits the upright, falls back down to Dan Corcoran, and um, he turns that relief valve with a low shot past Donal Sullivan sort of to the net, that was great. But still, Ray Dempsey's team, they just kept coming at us. Some excellent shooting, they were hitting the light, shooting the lights out the antithesis of what we were doing, Ian Corbett came up, whacked over point, Adrian Enroy, he always plays well against us, they landed quality score, and it looked like, we were going to be going in, um, trailing at half time, to Samuel Ryan Pete, Peter Lynch gets the scores, to real Limerick in, and made an unlikely draw game, we were looking now to come in, 1-6-9 level at half time, and in the second half, no doubt, Gavin and Mickey Hart, demanded standards, and with that still ringing in their ears, um, we were more like the side that ran Derry and Clare close. You know, we really were. Um, they they were completely out of it. They were shooting brutal, brutal efforts. Uh, While we were controlling the game, game Sam kicks a free, gets a beautiful play in front of the bank. McConaughey gets kicks off the first two of his three points in the second half, crucial. Because we needed that cushion. We went six points ahead. Nice shark. It's a great score as well. He was looking at it. And the wind just guided over. Lovely. And that cushion was needed. Because as it transpired, we lost control in the final quarter of the game again. That's a huge talk of mine. I'll be talking about that shortly. Um, after 19 minutes of the second half, they finally got a score. James Norton gets their... I think he got his second of three frees. They were poor from frees. And we talked about that as well. And how bad they were freeze. They had a decent free take. It would have been very, Very close. And there's substitute Brian Donovan, good footballer, played very well in UL last year. Slick, quick feet, but he punishes. From that resulting kick out, uh, Peter McStravick kicks it to Hubock. Hubock drives in, and I don't know how Peter Nash wasn't blown for a penalty. He lays it off to Donovan who cuts the gap the two points. Punishing, punishing goal. McConnell then responds with third point. Vital score. But Limerick to get back again made a one point de- game. Not with his third free and downs. Use some foot block, some pair of hands in the middle of the field. Um, that makes it down to a one point game. And lucky enough we kept a, we kept our nose in front with uh Tommy Dorn and Colin McCall coming off the bench to hit hit the score. And that just got us over the line and no more. Uh, funny, funny, funny game. And you'll hear from Mickey now as well that we do not make things easy for ourselves. And he gives a bit of an injury report at the end. It's 11 minutes long. So if you want to skip forward, skip forward to the talking points, you can do so. But it's well worth, always well worth listening to Mickey just for his insights. And just as kind of... Uh, look at the other side as well and, and, and looking at himself he, he's very honest in, in his appraisal as well and even he talks on if you're a goalkeeper out there in the county maybe don't listen to it either but um, yeah here's Mickey Hart and then we get into the talking points uh,
1: Mickey Hart um, I think the atmosphere and uh, I suppose the, the, um, the feeling around the camp much better than the last time we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago well it
2: is, it is alright but um, we didn't make it easy for ourselves uh, when we were six up there we were looking like we were going to get a comfortable win and uh, give away a goal that made it a big game again and fair play to Limerick they, they saw the chance and they went after it and you know we were fortunate to hold out in the end so I think they deserve great credit for not giving up the fight and uh, I suppose we did we did invite them back because of that goal but apart from that you know um, I think we played some very good football uh, we, we had chances to win that game making it a lot easier on the heart for the last 15 minutes but uh, we, we do tend to make life hard for ourselves
1: That uh, performance that third quarter performance would be, have been very pleasing that run of scores that you got you were really on top of them at that stage
2: Yeah we were um, played against the Elements in the first half they won the toss and, and chose to play with it and I thought that you know to be anywhere close to them because that was a very strong breeze would be a good position to be in it was a draw game was good for us at half time but then again there's always the danger that you have expanded a lot of energy to be in the game and then you kind of maybe going to depend on the breeze to win the game for you it doesn't you still have to play quality football you've got to get the ball to the right places to the right people to get the scores so you know we never would take it for granted that because you had the breeze you run the pig's back so to speak so uh, we knew we had to battle our way through the second half as well and I thought when we went the six up that we would have had a bit of a comfortable run in but I'm afraid we didn't
1: um, as you say you had chances to kill it off like Lennon Tommy Dornan but award for Tommy Dornan Colonel McCall of course obviously coming off the bench as well and the strength of the bench again underlined by their contribution
2: well that's it that's what you want people to do, go into a game you want them to go into impact the game you want to make a change you want to, you want to, you want to add value to the team and when they do that then that's good and, you know, if you get that from the men that come in as non-starters, then, then that's a good place to be. Uh, and, you know, we're pretty stretched. We have a number of injuries there of people who would be starters in the team. Obviously, Casey's away. Liam Jackson wasn't available today. Dermot Campbell wasn't available today. So, you know... That it hits, that hits us because that sort of makes you move other people in and means that you're weakening so to speak your hand but I have to say you know the, the effort and the work and the energy of our boys from today they deserve something out of it but, but I think we deserve something out of every game we played this year and this is the only one we actually got it yeah,
1: but you're defending when you had to do it in that closing stages I know Limerick did pick off a couple of points and they were still in the melting pot but um, you know collectively the lads stood up to it
2: well that's it I mean you know we, we, we have a good system there we have players who are prepared to work the system and if you keep out goals as we needed to do in that final 10-12 minutes then you have every chance of getting a good result so uh, that's the important thing is your defence solid enough to uh, at least limit the opposition to shots for points from probably difficult enough situations and I got to the stage then where they were just lobbing ball in in the last few minutes there in the hope of getting a goal, which, which can easily happen. So I think we did well even to fend those kind of Hail Mary balls into the square as well.
1: And the goal you gave away, was a kind of a soft goal, it was a giveaway goal, but apart from that, you, you'd have to say, Peter McStravick, uh, he did quite well today for you. Well, that's it. I mean, it was, it was
2: one of those things that you just don't want to see. Um, he took a chance, and, 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 and it, was a, it was a chance probably too much. Um, yes, but he, he did drive out some good ball for it. He did play some good support play, come out the field. And, and took people on or created that Act Plus One which is nice to see being able to do that but um, look at where we're experimenting all the while and uh, we don't have I suppose what people call natural goalkeepers we have been goalkeepers all their life uh, available to us at the minute at this level so we have to work with what we have and, and, and this is still a a work in progress I know,
1: Yeah, I know you lost Declan Bourne and Martin McInerney obviously recently how much did that disrupt your plans goalkeeping plans for today I know you have James Caleb obviously coming mm-hmm.
2: back well that's that's, that's not there's no big issue about that there was a question Declan Bourne only come to bail us out because he really wants to play out field for his club and he wants to be sharp at that and he stood in for us in the early in the Bourne Cup on that and then when James was coming back we had, and Marty was there there was going to be four people who we were now Competing for two for one place and a second uh, keeper, so Deke obviously wants to play club football. He's an outfield player. That's his first love, and I understand that. And Marty then just wants to take time out too to see, you know, can he get himself into the sort of frame of mind that modern goalkeepers need, where they be comfortable coming out to the ball because it's not his game. He's he's a, a sort of a more of an orthodox keeper. He stands between the posts and and, and does good work at that. And has a decent puck out but uh, in the modern game the keeper's got to be a plus one on several occasions and that's something maybe he has to adapt and adjust to
1: Just looking at where today's result now leaves you you have two points on the board still a long way obviously from safety Mickey but it's it's a starting point and just, just like this, I suppose the starting point from this time last year
2: Well that's it it's, it, it was a big game we played them last year down in, in Limerick and, and, and our result was good and, and our form was good after that I'm not saying that we can just be as good as that from there on in, but we're now in a position and we can fight for another few points and, you know, maybe maybe another four points would leave you safe and that's something we can chase, we can go after that. Uh, If we had lost today, then I think you were probably in a lost cause. Now it gives us that energy, if you like, or that oxygen to say we can still survive here you know.
1: Mead's defeat last night and the manner of uh, Derry's win over Mead last night what does that on reflection tell you about your performance here two weeks ago against the Ulster Champions
2: well you know it's hard to compare you know like with like when you see you, you see one game and you watch it and you think because that team played a, a better game against Derry that suddenly you know Meade didn't play as well but look everything was different Derry had to travel own big the conditions were horrific and, 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 and Derry got away in the first half and even that goal just before half-time, that Derry got, really took it out of Meath's reach. If that hadn't gone in, then we could have seen a different, more tight game than just like the one we had. So I wouldn't be reading too much into that. I think that uh, there's a serious battle in our hands next week. And, you know, Meath could be doing with the points now too. So um, it's, it's all to play for.
1: Uh, you know all about derbies from your time as Tyrone manager, Mickey, mm. that you have one now to look forward to next week. And uh, everybody around Loudmead really looks forward to these sort of matches. <laughs> Or, I know. or dreads
2: <laughs> no I know I think it's good the rivalry that exists within the GEA in different provinces I mean when I was in Tyrone we had about five derbies because we're marching about five different counties so at least there's, there's less derbies about here you know so there's one on next week and well, we better go there
3: just on me, they've shown themselves very adept at scoring goals so far in in, in, in the league. I think the eight—that's—I yeah. haven't got the stat to hand, but I'd say that's maybe the most in, in the division. Mm. That's obviously something they've proven themselves to be to be very adept at, and, and something you're obviously going to be conscious of. Oh, absolutely! I mean, goals are big scores in the game,
2: and, and as you say, Meath have been quite prolific so far this year. And you don't get that by accident. You know, you have to have good players who. We know where the posts are and know where the net is so yeah we'd, we'd have to be very very solid at the back to stop that because if we concede two or three goals then then you're really struggling to win a game like that so we, we have to do our best to get the goals out and, and, and see can we get enough points on the other side ourselves
3: Is there anything like winning maybe in terms of what it gives to a, a dressing room moving into next week obviously it's it's there's no way of, of getting it apart from winning games that, that tonic absolutely I mean it, it's, it's just a difference of day and night you, you know the last two
2: games we came into there you know we came into the dressing room devastated because we knew but in a big shift and we had no points for it that was against Clare and Ennis and, and, and against uh, Derry here and you know that's tough on players because they put in serious work since November when we come back. And, and and they played enough good football to get something better than that. So all right, so we had to, we had to we had to really get something like this game today because this was this was a big, big game. And when you're in big, big games like that where this is this is really challenging. It is a knockout challenge of football in all but name. Because lost there and you're probably out of the league altogether. You know, you're not gonna be here next year. So um yeah, that's you have to factor that in too. It's not easy for players to be faultless in those kind of situations. And the fact that we came through there and, and managed difficult situations, I'd be very happy I mean, with what they
3: did today. The, the dynamic is significant now. There's, there's two points behind me. They probably still see themselves in promotion contention. Win next week and low their level of the Muslim League. That's, that's the dynamic.
2: That's, that's the mathematics of it, yes. But, um, you know, that's easy to talk about. But, you know, to get a result in haven we need to be seriously up in our form, you know. We need to be really not squandering chances everyone that comes our way we need to take and that's not easy to do Something, but you know that's the goal we have to set out for ourselves just be, raise the bar each day we go out and if we raise the bar and I think we have done every day we've been out here now if we keep raising the bar then we're going to be in with a fighting chance of, of getting something out of it
3: You haven't come across me yet as a loud manager and obviously I don't think the meetings have been all that regular from memory in the last maybe five or six years hmm. The setting in Navin obviously if, if you've you managed in you? before does it do you have to tailor your your approach in any way? You know, does this do no. venue will suit your players? No, I have no issue. I mean, it, it became our home venue there this last couple of mm-hmm. years. Whenever we had to play
2: championship yeah. matches, so it's not as if it's going to be unfamiliar to us. So we're happy enough that we know where the, we know the ground, we know what it's like, and and we know the atmosphere that'll be there when, when this comes. You know, so and I suppose people will remember games of the past mm-hmm. with thrown with thrown uh, in, in, in involvement in it.
1: What, what about injuries uh, we're missing obviously Liam Jackson mm-hmm. down Campbell today mm-hmm. Anthony Williams went off as well, uh, well Anthony's just
2: back after the night for over a year that you know, gives a credit to him the amount of football he played there today I guess Anthony never kicked the ball last year for us at all he had a bad shoulder injury it didn't work out well for him the, the surgery and, and, and like, I mean it's, it's amazing that he's able to do as much as he did there today so we were delighted that we got him 35 plus minutes there today so that's nice. That's another man in the script that can give us certainly some game time. So uh, I hope that Liam would seem to be maybe more of a chance of being back than Dermot. So I hope that at least one of them are, or both of them are back because if they are, that gives us more ammunition to be able to work
3: with. Is Carl Matthews far away?
2: Don't know about that yet. We haven't done any full training the like yet. He got a bad roll of the ankle that day before we played Claire and Ennis, and it really was much more severe than it first looked. So. He hasn't done anything on it yet, so it's hard to say that he'll be ready in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Thanks, mate.
1: Thanks, mate. Thank,
0: Thank, Thank you. Yes. So I am going to I'm going to go with um, start. We I will on, but do injury updates as well. Um, and Paul is out of the space, so you know, it'll be great to get him back. Like if we get that depth of panel back in. We'll, we'll, it'll be great. It'll be great going into me. Really, really great to have. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, your free talking point um, if you haven't signed up. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, talking about number one, Sandy Williams for me. To get back into that fitness, to not go away, to come back after a setback, after setback, after a shoulder operation, after a shoulder operation. Um, he hasn't played since we were beaten by Offaly in 2021 in Navan in the Leinster Championship. You know, two years ago, well maybe less than two years ago in February, yeah, I think them games were May, I don't know. But, like, credit to him. He was get, he would he, he had a hand in that goal that now Sharky was disallowed. He still has the fitness to get up the field and he's in those danger areas as well, um, safe and solid in possession. I and mean, he got a bad do Hopefully, it wasn't too bad. Um, that'll be spoken within the other talking points. But yeah, he he, um, it's incredible and he deserves special mention it's it's definitely a special uh, talking point to to have that as number one for me the Dreddoss man he never never relented wants to play for his county stuck by it and stayed in it and and did so and credit to him for doing so and being such a good role model as well imagine hanging around and being injured and getting the treatment and lonely that would be and having that goal to play for your county and still doing it a lot of people would have walked away but not Anthony Williams. Right, if you um, have signed up, you'll be hearing this. If you haven't signed up, I'm going to leave you now with the answer to the trivia question. The last time we won in Division 2, it was not Galway, not Armagh. We did beat those two teams in Division 2, which I believe, back in 2013. But our last win was the 7th of April 2013 against Longford. Division 2. So 10 years ago was our last win in Division, in Division 2. That's something else, isn't it? Just show, imagine you beat, if you beat Limerick, or if you beat, um, yeah, we did beat Limerick, that's three in a row we beat Limerick, but imagine beating uh, Galway and Armagh now. You know, maybe look at, I, I'd be looking up the table now and maybe we could be, we could play in Division 1 football next season. But yeah, that's the answer to the trivia question. Thanks very much for listening. I will have um like I said, Keen Ward will be previewing me again in depth analysis, good analysis on how they play and how they suffer that loss against Derry, which you all seen on Saturday, we all seen Hector and Tommy's podcast as well. Don't know what's wrong with me. Come home from doing um, do do and the Pearcy and heard that was on and I actually stayed up and watched it. Uh, what a great club the Pearcy is as well. Great people, great to, to learn and find out about them as well. Yeah, it was just super, super club. But yeah, I went home and I watched it. You could not watch it. Really, to be honest, I enjoyed it. But I had to have three shares after it as well. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, word coming up during the week. My team, Mead revisit, probably a load of other stuff as well. There's a transfer podcast bubbling as well. And that's close to fruition too. So do sign up or stay signed up if you haven't. Um, on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud thanks very much for listening well done loud roll on nav next weekend bring it on cannot wait for that game already things are looking up and not looking down that was episode 232 of the loud and proud podcast